Today we've got for you a homily on a theme I only preach on about once a year, and that coincides with the annual service of healing in our service of worship at St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie. Welcome. I'm the Redheaded Preacher of the Redheaded Preacher podcast. My name is Richard Lanford, and I thank you for tuning in. This service and uh, message that you're about to hear, not the whole service, was recorded uh, today in worship, which is Sunday, August 13th, 2023. And this was a a homily that took its time in, in being prepared because each passage had so much that I could lift up and expound upon in a full-length sermon. But because the length of the the healing ritual in the service, the anointing with oil and laying on of hands, which is one person by one person by one person, took so much time, our service went over 20 minutes. And so I knew, knew ahead of time that the homily needed to be a little bit shorter, um, even as a homily. So there were so many things I just couldn't cover. And you might be looking for some, and I apologize if they're not included in this, uh, this year's message, shall we say. Maybe I'll preach on it again, and I've already given some thought to doing another one of these, perhaps during Lent or the dead of winter, whichever comes first. <laughs> I think the dead of winter comes first. Um, but we've got, um, you know, I, usually a lot of people come out for this message, for the, excuse me, they come out for the service of healing, and I appreciate that uh, very much. It's quite a powerful uh, priestly moment between um, whoever comes forward. It's not always a parishioner, usually, and, and myself. Um, there is the aspect of touch, which is a key part of today's message, uh, aspects of healing. So I, without saying any more, I will uh, leave you to our lector, who is in this Sunday is my wife, Beth Lanford. And um, I hope you will uh, enjoy the homily as much as I did enjoy putting it together and then preaching it. Please bear with me another couple of seconds as I offer an opening prayer. Lord, here we are. We open to you our questions, our pain, our grief, the things that are troubling us, that are damaging us right now, our brokenness, our need for being mended. And we ask for your spirit to bless us to strengthen us with your comfort. And may this word be something that will help us on the journey back to shalom, to wholeness. In the name of and for the sake of Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now, aspects of healing preceded by the scriptures that undergird it. In a service focused on healing, it makes sense for us to listen to passages from scripture. Some persons experience healing upon hearing or reading the words of the Bible. It also makes sense for us to pray before reading, before the readings. As James will tell us, the prayer of the righteous is powerful. Maybe our prayer will aid the Holy Spirit in powerfully bringing to you or me just what the Lord wants us to hear. 
So I ask you to please join me in the spirit of prayer. Let us pray. We pray that our hearts will now be open to you, O God, that we may release every defense against your spirit's guidance, that we would receive the wisdom you intend for us and make it so, for it is in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Our first passage about healing is one we usually hear on Good Friday, and one aspect of this reading for Good Friday is that we is that we neglect what it says about the suffering servant's relationship to healing. Now we get to hear the first five verses of Isaiah 53 and listen for that. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. As one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases, yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our inequities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. This ends the reading from Isaiah. Our epistle lesson comes from the book of James, chapter 5, verses 13 through 18, one of the better known parts of this letter. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any of you among, are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its, its harvest. This ends the reading from James. Our worship continues with the music meditation by Ben Westfall. Will those who are able please stand up for the reading of the Gospel? Well, we have had a reading that we associate with Good Friday already this morning. Our Gospel lesson is one we sometimes hear on Easter Sunday. It is John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. Jesus has appeared to Mary Magdalene in the garden, and this story follows right afterward. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, 
Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this he said, Excuse me. After the... After he said this, he showed them his hands inside. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Here is the reading of the gospel and the scriptures for today's service. May we, may we receive a blessing from listening to the word of the God of life for the life of the people of God. The sermon is called Aspects of Healing, and there are many aspects of healing. The first one that probably comes to mind is physical or medical healing along the line of getting new surgically replaced hips uh, like our two Beths will have done before the end of Wednesday, one last week and one this week. We think of medicine and chemo, physical therapy, shots and surgeries. We may delve deeper and reflect on aspects of healing that some of us may forget like anesthesia diet, exercise, family medical history, and more. Insurance probably plays a critical role from a distance, as do state licensing boards and med schools. Our passages today do not touch on those aspects, at least not in an obvious way. But as you heard Beth read the passages, I imagine you heard things that you knew were influential in healing, be it physical healing, or what I call internal healing, that of mind body and soul, excuse me, mind, heart and soul. These two major aspects of healing, internal, external, are of course intertwined and interrelated. And the Bible knows that, and God knows that. Last week I was in a group of people, many of whom I know, all seated. I was not mentally or emotionally in a good place. Uh, And I've told Beth that it helped me get out of that by telling her what was going on in me. And that was earlier. In hindsight, something else happened in the group that I found healing in its own complementary way. A later arrival, whom I know, walked past me to his seat. And after he was out of my sight, I felt a light pat on the back of my shoulder. This was this fellow's way of saying, good to see you. In in a gathering in which I'm not always comfortable, he affirmed my being there. It was a small gesture that told me I do belong. I am welcome. I figured out later that this too helped bring me out of my emotional and mental slump. Two things came to my mind then as I reflected on this. One, I received a significant aspect of healing for me internal or medical physical you know what that was touch it conveys something essential to humankind to civilization and our wholeness my colleague the reverend Merritt Berg who recently celebrated his 98th birthday 
used to say that a passage he loved to preach on was Jesus touched him or her. Merit knew the value, knows the value, touch can have for giving a sense of welcome or belonging and for being part of healing. Touch is definitely an aspect of healing that can bless you and me physically or internally or both. Our forebears in scripture understood this. James wrote, are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Although in the Old Testament, anointing was often done by pouring oil out of a chalice onto the head or forehead of the intended, like someone who's about to be king or a prophet. But in the New Testament, I believe it was done much more as we do it today. I have no problem believing that the elders would do to them in their community that James was writing to what I have done unto many of you. Make a sign of the cross on your forehead using the oil to anoint it after consecrating it with prayer in Jesus' name. Well, that anointing with oil requires touch. The touch of my finger or thumb to your head and then that of my hands on top of your head. It's nothing holy about me or you. It's touch that, along with our faith, our prayer, God and God's community surrounding us is instrumental to a lot of healing. Inside, on our bodily health, or both. Folks who mostly live alone may greatly value coming here and shaking the hands of others because we don't know how many times they may get to be in physical contact with someone. It's valued because it's valuable and it can be an aspect of healing. The other thing that came to my mind tied that mini healing experience of mine with Isaiah 53. We encountered him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And by his stripes we are healed. We are made whole by the suffering servant's suffering. To borrow a phrase from Philippians, the servant, whom we identify as Jesus Christ, emptied himself out of heaven into our humanity and into self-giving suffering for our benefit, our healing, our wholeness, our forgiveness. Because while Christ was worthy in the form of God, what he did to make us whole or healed shows that by grace alone, we too are worthy. We belong. We are beloved, whether we feel that or not. That brief pat on the shoulder could have been felt as an affirmation of my worthiness to be in that assembly. It was a welcoming, a subtle little demonstration that I was in some way beloved. And as the suffering servant emptied himself out that we might realize that God loves us and counts us worthy, healing happens. Touch is an aspect of inner and physical healing. Having your worth and your belovedness 
gently or powerfully affirmed by another is also an aspect of inner and from the inner, perhaps to the outer or physical, healing. Because we are part of the church, I'm going to end this homily by telling you a story I hope I have not shared before. I don't think so. It's included because it's grounded in the role of the community of faith. We have already heard of the community of faith's role in healing this morning from the gospel story of Jesus sending the disciples a group out to spread the message of forgiveness. I think that being given purpose, as they were, being given meaning in life, often as part of a community, is an aspect of healing and recovery that I don't have time to go into this morning. But both John and James refer to the community of faith in a healing role, overtly and not as much. So I leave you with this. It's in first person, but the speaker of the tale is not me. A woman was in my office this week. Together, we reflected on what has been happening in the past two years since the day, in her words, she dragged herself into this church. She had rebelled against organized religion, and she said she knew she didn't fit in. Perhaps, she said, because of the sweatsuit and tennis shoes she wore every Sunday. She was suffering from a debilitating neuromuscular disease. She kept coming back. Then one day she came in to see me. She said in her letter that she was ready for war. I didn't realize that. I thought we were just getting acquainted. She had read my book, Jesus Makes the Difference, and she didn't like some of what she read. She opened the conversation by saying that she didn't see why anybody would have to die to save her. I don't know what she expected. Some preachers probably would have kicked her out of the office or tried to set her straight on the theology of the atonement. She was surprised when I said, you're in good company. There have been good Christian folks for 2,000 years who have had a hard time understanding what it means to say that Jesus died for us. Let's work on that. We worked on it that day, and at the end of the conversation, I told her we could keep working on it. She got into a disciple Bible study. She got involved in the life of the church. She had to remind me of her physical condition. I had almost forgotten it, because within six or eight weeks, it was gone. She was healed. No circus tent miracles, no falling on the floor or jumping up and down, just real, genuine wholeness and healing in her body. She said, I think I figured out what happened. In this church, I I received a transfusion of love. She compared it to a blood transfusion which goes into your body and affects every part of your body, she said she felt that the love which surrounded her here, there, affected her whole being. I remember how she had looked back then. As I looked into her face last week, I was overwhelmed with the beauty in her face, the joy which beamed from her eyes. I asked if I could share this with you, and she said yes. In fact, I've been reading Isaiah, and I know what's happened. 
The church, this church has got me onto the highway of God. There are many aspects to healing body and spirit. One homily cannot touch on them all. I'm not knowledgeable about them all. I can say, though, from the scriptures that we have today, that touch is an aspect of healing in more ways than one. Prayer is. Rituals like anointing can be. Being reminded that you are worthy by the grace of God. You are beloved. No matter how much pain or loneliness or frustration you experience, can be, this can be an aspect of healing. Being reminded that you are worthy and beloved. The community of faith is a forum for spiritual healing as well as for that reminding of belovedness. The community of faith is a forum for spiritual healing which at times can bless our bodies as well. And that, my friends, is very good news. Amen. Well, a shorter message than usual, wasn't it? As I said a moment ago, as far as me speaking, uh, on the introduction, I do hope you enjoyed this message, got something out of it uh, that will bring healing to you or someone you might share something with. The One of the things that I kind of had to drop from being any kind of an emphasis, because little emphases can become a distraction to the listener, is the idea of patience. Patience is an aspect of healing, especially when your healing is just taking a long time or when your cure, which I do distinguish between a cure and healing, is taking a long time, uh, months and months of radiation and chemo, perhaps, or of physical therapy, or of a, a succession of small surgeries uh, after perhaps a car accident or, or something that really you know, beat you up inside. Um, so again, my, my prayer was and is that you got something that will help you, something constructive, something inspiring um, to strengthen you for the living of these days and in the name and in the service of Jesus Christ, the suffering servant who knows what it's like to be in pain, but by the grace of God and the power of God was raised above it. So may we. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And God bless your week. Bye. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to the Redheaded Preacher. We'd love it if you give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much 